Lo and behold, we've hit another week. It is August the 22nd, 2022, 22-22. And if you're like a lot of people, you're about to send your little kitties back to school very soon. Some starting in August, some starting after Labor Day, but it is... Summer is nearing its end, Stuart. And I'll tell you, the sun is has risen and it's a beautiful day. But if I'm Israel, if I am Saudi Arabia, and if I am some of the European countries, it may be sunset because Joe Biden has decided yet again to pull a nice Obama move to re- reinstate this. Iran deal that Donald Trump blew up the world the world with any sense clapped but it would seem that Joe Biden who continues to be as you like to say on the wrong side of history is once again about to put his foot in his mouth in foreign affairs Stuart I'm passing the, I'm punting it to you my friend what's going right. on here all right so let's let's first understand that the 40 years that uh, Joseph Biden has been in politics. He has, I think, unanimously, unilaterally picked the wrong side of every vote in history. Well, let's just start there, right? And this is no different. Let's understand that the the world against Iran, which is the JCPOA, right? That was the agreement in July 2015 right, formerly known as the Joint Comprehensive, was reached by United States, United Kingdom, France, Germany, Russia, China, European Union, and Iran. The deal was supposed to resolve concerns about Iran's nuclear program. But it didn't, right? And so what Joe Biden is trying to do is get back into, but by changing it, right? And this would therefore look like a duck, quack like a duck, and this duck is called a treaty. And a treaty is different than an order that a president can give or a bipartisan house, okay? So forget talking about how bad this is, which we're going to get into, because, you know, most Americans, Canadians, Europeans have no frigging clue What's involved? Let me talk about why am I talking about the Iran nuclear deal. First of all, the deal provides Iran a clear pathway to nuclear weapons, right? It it removes a restriction on its uranium enrichment and plutonium processing capabilities, right? It, It talks about sunset over the next 10 to 15 years. Iran has made it clear that it'll expand its nuclear program at that time, to an industrial scale and introduce advanced centrifuges, right? It's breakout. Time only a matter of days for it to actually have nuclear weapons, right? That's according to President Barack Obama. In 15 years or sooner, Iran will be permitted to do highly enriched uranium stockpiles of unlimited amounts use advanced centrifuges, conduct unlimited research and development, build and operate facilities without restrictions, enrich without restrictions, right? Reprocess spent fuel, which is called heavy water, build new heavy reactors, right? So basically, you take Iran, 
one of the world sponsors of terrorism, right? Hezbollah, Hamas. And even after this original agreement was inked, there were six Westerners that were kidnapped, right? It is doing things. It is refusing any type of inspection because the JCPO, right, does not require submission anywhere, anytime by the IAEA inspectors, right? If you don't know what that is, those are the people that work for an international atomic agency, you know, by United Nations, right? And they're not allowed to show up at any time as they are anywhere else in the world. So if they want to show up in Canada, they want to show up in the United States, they want to show up in any Western country, no, no questions asked. But the key question remains, an undeclared nuclear activity, shouldn't that be a, a complete nullification of any agreement or treaty, right? Because this is a treaty amongst many countries. In fact, the definition of a treaty is concluded and ratified agreement between countries. That's well, the, well hang on. That's an exclusive right, not to a president, but a vote requiring three quarters of its members, right? This is not Canada. We're a republic. The prime minister has the right to ratify a treaty in Canada, whereby in the United States, he does not. He needs three quarters of the vote. Okay. So at this point, with a 50% split, he still needs 25% of the other party. And this is a constitutional weapon, right? To prevent any one government from creating rules that weren't for the country best interest, that the country thought it was its best interest by using its representatives. Well, there, there, there are a lot of things to unravel here, okay? And, and first things first, this has become the Biden administration's mantra. Um, the rules are for me to manipulate to the best of, you know, to what I want it to be. So I really don't care what constitution is, whatever. I'm going to do whatever I want. And so we're, I'm not surprised to hear that the Biden administration is trying to ram this thing through and play with whatever wording you're, you know, it's not a surprise. The second thing is, is that once again, the Biden administration is going to end up throwing its allies right under the bus. And, you know, while, you know, here's a crazy thing. And I had, it was very interesting. I met a Brit over the weekend, fabulous guy. And we were talking about how Europe is so dependent on enemies, on their enemies, Russia, Iran, Europe really tied itself up so tightly that now it needs this Iran deal in order to conduct business, to create cash flow and whatever. They're too tight. On the other hand, if you ask right now, why is Israel suddenly getting into a, you know, better relationships with, forget about the UAE and Bahrain and all that. Why is Saudi Arabia suddenly waking up and saying, I need Israel as my ally? Not my friend, not my peace partner necessarily, but my ally because of Iran. And Iran is an existential threat in the region. And so Joe Biden, once again, looking at his pockets, and I'm wondering how much Hunter is, uh, and I'm throwing this out there, if Hunter has got a kickback here because he did get kickbacks in 
Russia, China, Ukraine, you God knows wherever else he's getting his kickbacks from. But, you know, Biden is talking of trying to convince the Europe and trying to convince the Middle East. This is good for everybody. And I think what Joe Biden has shown everybody is whatever is good for Joe has got to be good for everybody else. And, <clears throat> Stuart, I'm telling you, really, and I'm looking today at the news here, whatever, there's a lot of concern. Well, there's a conspiracy theory, because let's first talk about the instability in the region. It's a windfall that frees up, right, the, these, these, these uh, preventions that, that destabilize Iran it, by, by, by allowing them to do whatever they want. They have hundreds of billions of dollars of financing that they can then put out to the world. Again, everyone in France is looking for another contract, right? Everyone mm -hmm. in Germany is looking for another contract. They want to be able to get uh, oil. Iran escalates its support to Syria, the Assad dictator. It's killed hundreds of thousands in the Syrian civil war. It supports Assad to reverse any any. It creates all the setbacks there. It continues to sponsor violence, right, by destabilizing yeah. well, Iraq, so, Lebanon, so, Yemen, and Bahrain. One second, you got. I want to go over this more. Hang on, there's more. Iran continues to test ballistic missiles, mm, right? There's where which I want to go. Against, which is against Security Council resolution, which is. 2231. I've done a little bit of reading over this. One more second, David. <laughs> and it's creating another arms race. And by the way, do you know that Liz Cheney's family wealth uh, let's go, is go there derived again. partially by the arms but, but industry? Stuart, here's, but Stuart, here's so, what. So what maybe Liz Cheney had in another invested uh, interest look. on backing Joe? I don't know. Here. You mentioned Biden conspiracy. There's Cheney <laughs> no, Liz conspiracy. Cheney. Liz Cheney is whatever. But let's go back to Iran for just a second. And, okay. and, and you know, once again, let's take a look at patterns. Pattern number one, Russia flexes its muscles. The United States drops its pants. Afghanistan, the United States drops its pants. Iran, once again, flexes its muscle. The United States drops its pants. I'm seeing a consistent foreign affairs pattern with the United States. I, I will tell you, and you know, even going back to George Bush Jr., he was dropping his pants. He was afraid of certain things. I am not a big, I'm not going to say this again, I'm not a Donald Trump fan, and I know there are others who think that I'm a Donald Trumper and whatever, and that's not it. What I did applaud Trump was because he was so unpredictable, he scared the crap out of, out of the people that he should have scared the crap out of. Instead, what we're trying to do is to try to use American culture. We're going to sit down and we're going to talk. We learn nothing from history. Neville Chamberlain, the biggest disaster in Global history is when he signed a piece of paper with Hitler and believed that it was legit. Barack Obama did the exact same thing with the Ayatollahs in Iran in 2015 with his little buddy there, John Kerry, who, by the way, benefited greatly from this first deal. Now we're going back again into 2022, and all of a sudden, who is benefiting? Let's tie in the loose strings of benefiting from this deal because truth of the matter is. We're about to sink a ship. We're about to throw us into global war because we're going to arm Iran. Because if you think Iran, like, read again deeply, Stuart. Iran is going to let in inspectors when it feels like it. 
you know, if you read it, read it properly, that's what they want. They don't want UN inspectors. And they said also, by the way, if you do send inspectors, we'll tell you where you're going. So at the end of the day, what have you really done? You've loosened money to give it to a terrorist state. You said it very clearly. They are sponsoring terrorism. Yeah, well, and they currently have a death threat out on a couple of American politicians. Uh, excuse me, Salman oh, Rushdie got stabbed in the eye. Yeah. Over a yep. fatwa that was put by the Atal Khomeini over 30 and, and, years and ago. And there's a fatwa on Bolton. There's a fatwa on... Uh, my point, is, my point yeah. is, Stuart, and, and you, you read all the fine details, but the reality is in order to have an agreement, both parties have to be on the same page with the same understanding. What people forget and what people assume is, but you signed. You should be honoring it. I am sorry, ladies and gentlemen, Iran had since the overthrow of the Shah in the 19, late 70s, 1979, Iran has yet to adhere to any agreement. Why all of a sudden do you think with the current Ayatollahs, the religious leadership who's there, who have, hold on, Stuart, Stuart, hold on a second, wait a second, this is what American media won't show, please watch Iranian television. How many death to America chants, death to Israel chants are you hearing? Please tell me how many times you see that the Ayatollahs are talking about they are going, they want to reestablish a global caliphate. And yet the United States wants to get into bed with Iran. This is not going to work, folks. The only thing the Iranians understand is fight and power and violence. And by trying to use words, it ain't going to work. You know, I want to just put a woke twist in there. That want genderless, that want genderless America, that what? want Woke? no religion America, that want that want peace and love. Why are they making agreements with the world's second most sponsor of terror? Because this is a feel good. Uh, this is a is a how do you feel good. good? How do you feel good, David? How do you feel good because when you're sponsoring? The, the enslavement of women Stuart, and children. We know that the woke, and this is, again, who our friend, and we're wrapping it up very soon. Our friend Joe Biden likes to, you know, wrap his fingers with, in, with the woke folk. But the, at the end of the day, Iran isn't viewed as a colonial threat. They're viewed as we invaded. Look, the United States is an invader. The United States is the colonial power. Everybody else. Is a except for Israel and the UK and France are victims. Iran's a victim, so we need to help the victim here. No, people, Iran is about to blow the crap out of the Middle East, and you're about to empower them. You know what that time is, David? Stuart, I guess it's a quarter hour. Yep, and we Ladies didn't and think we would find 15 minutes on the subject. You bet. Ladies and gentlemen, let's do it this way, folks. Let's do this again on Wednesday. We're going to be, I'm going to be on the road, but we will be doing this again on Wednesday. We look forward to catching you, you all here. Hey, folks, keep sending them those, those, those Facebook messages and those, and those, you know, YouTube messages. Rumble, folks, check us out on Rumble. I mean, we are shocking Rumble. So come on, check us out. Have yourself all a great day. We'll see you on Wednesday.